to another episode of New York Sports Incomplete. This is Rex the Rookie here with John the Veteran. How's it going, John? It's going all right. Daniel Jones has been sacked three times already since we started the podcast, so <laughs> let's get it going before he uh, breaks his neck. Right. This episode brought to you by Buddy's Barbecue. If you live on Long Island and you've got an event and want some delicious food at Minimal effort on your own part. Call Buddy Moore at Buddy's Barbecue, 516-497-0246. That's 516-497-0246. And tell them the boys at New York Sports Incomplete sent you. Also sponsoring this episode, Essex Theater up in Essex, New York, way up on Lake Champlain. Uh, it's community theater done right. You want to learn more about upcoming events? Go to EssexTheater.org. That's E-S-S, excuse me, E-S-S-E-X-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org. All right, John, let's get into it. All right, where do you want to begin? Let's start with baseball because that's where we always start. <laughs> so there were three teams that won 100 or more games this year. They're all gone. Yeah, the one combined playoff uh, victory between the three of them, uh, which has led to a lot of people, I don't know, saying that we should change the rules of baseball to to accommodate teams that won 100 games. I Personally, I think the playoff system as it is right now is fine. I think it's a lot of fun. It's not going to – here's the thing that everyone needs to just forget about right now. They're not going to re- remove games. Right. Because the owners like money. So less games, less money. If anything, they're just going to have more games. They're not going to remove games. They had they had over 70 million people come to Major League Baseball games this year. It's right. So they're not going to take away regular season games. They're not going to go back to a one-game wild card. The toothpaste is out of the tube. Either get used to this one, or there's just going to be more playoff teams. Right. And more playoff games. because, well, And it's across all sports, too. Everyone's going to keep adding playoff teams because the league wants as many playoff games as possible. So what, what does this tell us if we, we're, we're committed to this format? That's a given. I, I, so I mean, what just, it tells us is who cares if you win the division? Just get in. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not even like the wild card series were competitive. I mean, there was sweeps across the board. Really, the only team that lost in the wildcard series that seemed to put up a fight was the Blue Jays. Right. So these are just the four hottest teams in baseball, and they're the four teams left standing. Yeah, it was a little bit strange to my mind that uh, we had all of those first to three series. Done. We never got to game three. No. Not once. And most of the games were most of the series were over halfway through game two. Yep. They were not competitive at all. Right. That, I feel like, is probably an anomaly. I don't think we'll see uh, nothing but sweeps in the wild card series going forward. Well, okay, so let's talk about it. Going forward, we got the red-hot Arizona Diamondbacks uh, 
going up against the Fighting Phils. Yeah. And on the American League side, we've got the Silver Boot. We've got Houston and, and Texas fighting it out, keeping in mind that Houston has won seven of the last eight meetings. Yeah, apparently our old buddy Max Scherzer, will, he wants to be out there. Yeah, he's, uh, he says well, he's ready to go. Well, if you're a Houston fan, you're hoping he's out there because <laughs> he's going to throw batting practice. Um, I guess the only thing I I could see them doing to change the format is if they just made the uh, the divisional series seven games as opposed to five. Yeah. However, I just don't know how if you're a, a fan of the Dodgers. The, the Orioles or the Braves, you look in the mirror and go, well, if it was a best of seven, we would have came back. No, they wouldn't. And won the series. No. You, they got they got dissected yeah. all, all every single game, especially the Dodgers. The well, Dodgers just were not competitive at all. No, they, they, they didn't look like they should even be there. And that, I think, speaks to the weakness of the division they played in all year. The, the division that the Diamondbacks were a part of. Right, right. <laughs> um as far as the Phillies Braves series going into it, I thought the Phillies had the better pitching. Yeah. And in this case, as often happens, better pitching beats better hitting. Yeah. I mean, it, well, it helps when their their lineup is also just hitting bombs left and right. Um, they're a team that very they very much seem ready for postseason baseball. Well, they got a bunch of guys that just thrive. You got. To my mind, you got two guys that really stepped up and played like they're going to be waltzing into the Hall of Fame. Uh, specifically, one Bryce Harper. Yeah. And then, not that he's ever going to see the, the the halls of Cooperstown, Cooperstown, but he really played well during that series. Was was Nick Castellanos? Well, yeah, because there's you know tragedy all over the world right now, which is. He ups his game anytime something bad is happening. That's all I can tell you about him is I love watching his interviews because he is the driest. <laughs> he he is Mister Mister. I'm hoping you say something stupid so I can pounce on you. Him and Joey Votto once shared a clubhouse, which oh. must have been great theater for the oh. for the people of Ohio. Well, he's he's not up in Joey Votto's league when it comes to interviews. Joey's eloquent and and. Loquacious, whereas Mr. Cassianos is uh, wry and very, very, very spare with his words. Uh, but still, tons of fun. Okay, uh, predictions. Arizona versus Philly. What do you think? I can't give you a fair prediction on that. I want, all signs are pointing to the Phillies just steamrolling them. But I, I really want the Snakes to win just so I don't have to see... Philly in the World Series anymore. I it, last year was enough. Uh, I, I I just I agree, although I do think the Phillies are going to win. Yeah, you, uh, Houston and Texas. Houston has historically triumphed over Texas. Texas is red hot, and under Bruce Bochy's calm leadership, they're playing really really good ball. That one, I think, is going to be a fight a fight to the finish. I mean, I don't think there's any blowout there. No. No. I what's, I find it fascinating how much better Houston has played on the road than at home all season. Yeah. It's, um, well, it's, 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 it's like the whole and, – and meanwhile, Texas has looked terrific on the road. So it's um, 
I feel like if you're Houston, you just steal one at, at Minute Maid, if that makes any sense. And yeah. then, you know, you just uh, you go from there. It's crazy that Dusty Baker versus Bruce uh, Bochy is the ALCS. I think it's great. <laughs> I think that's great. The other thing to keep in mind is both Globe Life Stadium and Minute Maid are band boxes. Yeah. They're made for home runs. There's going to be a lot of home runs. So, Mr. Scherzer, if you're itching to come back and pitch for your new team, the Texas Rangers, please do, because I'd like to see a lot of home runs hit. Yeah. Remember back in April when, when we were saying, well, why would Jacob DeGrom want to go to the Texas Rangers? They're not going to be any good. Yeah, we missed that one by 10 miles. Yep. That one we blew. <laughs> uh, speaking of blowing it, our, our, our pet college football team, the Stony Brook Seawolves, is now 0-6. They are really, really scuffling. And their games are not even close. They're getting whooped. No. Uh, Syracuse got molly whopped by Florida State, as expected. But they're 4-3. and three. So two more wins, and they get their bowl game, which I feel like for Syracuse is always the measuring stick of All right. a successful college football season. So we'll use the college football miniature version to slide into pro ball. Which is the same thing. With the It might as well be college teams. Yeah. Uh, well, so we got the Jets. They played Denver. They won 31-21. Zach Wilson threw for 199 yards. 7.7 yard average. One interception. Four sacks. Not really his fault. Um... Brees Hall had a day, 22 carries, 177 yards for an 8-yard per carry average and a touchdown. His longest run was 72 yards. The uh, Brees Lightning is back, folks. He's healthy and he's, he's effective. Uh, also on the offensive side, Tyler Conklin uh, had 67 yards with four catches, 16.8 yards per average. Uh, the man's a beast. He may not be uh, Travis Kelsey, sleek or 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 graceful, but he's a beast. If you watch him, it takes three, four guys to bring him down. Uh, the defense stepped up. C.J. Mosley had a great day. Thirteen total tackles, six solo, and two tackles for loss. It seemed like every play he was in the middle of. Uh, the defense stepped up against. What we, if we're being honest, was a mediocre at best offense. The Broncos are a dumpster fire. I mean, we're going to get into the Giants, who are probably who are a worse team right now, currently. But the the amount of money that the Broncos have dumped into Russell Wilson and Sean Payton, as far as just money and draft capital, is uh, atrocious. It's going but. It doesn't matter. It's the same problem that the Giants have. If you don't have a decent offensive line, your quarterback's going to be running for his life all day. Yeah. That, also, that, Denver has a Van, crap defense. Vance, well, yeah. Vance Joseph, I, he's terrible. Uh, he's I don't understand how that man keeps getting jobs at the Broncos organization, but they need to stop because he's really bad. I almost think they're, the Thursday night game against the Chiefs, I feel like the Chiefs were just toying with them and didn't want to score too many points just to keep him employed. Like, uh, I, I, they, I don't know about that. They, did you did you read that stat that that was um, the final score was at nineteen to eight and that only ever happened once in NFL history exactly ninety six years ago? Wow, 
Yeah. Didn't read that. Um, I, you know, overall, I think Zach Wilson is slowly improving. I Yeah. I With the Jets, it's not going to be pretty, but looking at their schedule and where they're at right now, the Jets do have a chance to make the playoffs. Well, they're gonna I, they're gonna get they're gonna lose today to the Eagles. Get, they're gonna get annihilated at four twenty five p.m. So that puts them at two and four. But then they play the Giants. So they, I mean, depending on if Jones is back, they're saying they're optimistic. I I don't know if Jones plays again this season. But well, the thing came over the wire on Twitter about a half an hour ago that they're expecting Jones back next week. Which I don't know if that really if. The offensive line is still banged up and as bad as it is. The Jets are going to win that game. Then they play the Chargers at home, which I think the Jets can win that game. Playing the Las Vegas Raiders is winnable as long as Max Crosby doesn't eat Zach Wilson alive. They're going to lose to the Bill. They're going to lose to the Bills and the Dolphins most likely. Then you got the Falcons at home, the Texans at home. Play the Dolphins again. That's on L. Commanders at home. Yeah. There's 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 wins here. Like they have a chance. It's gonna be like a nine and eight, ten you know ten and seven. And Obviously not what you projected with Aaron Rodgers, but right. there's a there's a road here That's to the, the playoffs. The, the defense is is good enough that they might squeak out a winning record. The, de- I agree. the defense is great enough to where I think they That's beat a, average teams. That's that's where I'm at. As bad as Zach Wilson and the offense are. It's worth watching the Jets just to see what they're going to do on the defensive side of the ball because they're exciting. Right. Uh, yeah, the Jets are going to have to go up against the Eagles, who they've, uh, as you pointed out earlier, have never beaten. Nope, not once. Not once in the history of the team have nope. the Jets beat the Eagles. No. All right, so let's switch across to the other side of MetLife Stadium. Do we have to? Well, they're your team. <laughs> The New York Football Giants. Uh, yeah, that, that that's there was a. They I, were beaten thirty-one to sixteen by Miami. Yeah, uh, the score is a lot. The score doesn't uh, really tell the whole story because it was not that close. Well, Daniel Jones was knocked out of the game. Yep, he he lasted as long as he could, and then got blindsided. <laughs> Untouched. Hurt his neck. Uh, Six sacks. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Darren Waller had his first good game as a Giant. That's really the only thing. And he he dropped dropped a touchdown. Great defense, but he dropped a touchdown. Um, We had a 102-yard interception return for a touchdown. Our first touchdown in the first half all season came from the defense, just like we all predicted. Um... It's yeah. I mean, there's just, there's just really nothing that we do well. Well, uh, here's a, here's a fun stat. Daniel Jones had a quarterback rating of 54, whereas my boy Zach Wilson for the Jets was only a 39. Yeah, uh, PFF had the QB grades from Week Five. Daniel Jones finished fifth in the entire league with an 87.1. He's not bad. <laughs> He's playing on a bad team. He's got. A, all right, let, here's some more wild stats from Jordan Renan uh, for the Giants. Daniel Jones has been pressured 81 times so far this season. Running for his life. That is the third most by any player through five games since ESPN, ESPN began tracking this statistic in 2009. The Giants have allowed 18 sacks over their last two games, most by any team in a two-game span since the 1986 Eagles. It's just all 
bad. Um, they they literally people get to him untouched. That like he, like just the offensive linemen just keep their heads down. Yeah, I don't and block. Casper the Friendly Ghost. I don't envy Mr. Jones, and I really don't envy his coach. Mr. Dayball's got a big big mess on his head. He's not playing tonight, so we're sending poor Tyrod Taylor out there to... Take a woman. ...get sacrificed under the altar of the Buffalo Bills defense. Uh, Tommy DeVito... Well, preseason the, legend the called only, up. Only good thing is that Milano might not be playing for the Bills tonight. It will not matter. Uh, I apologize to everyone for having to watch the Giants in prime time again this week. It just <laughs> makes it John, worse. I was honestly not your fault. I honestly happy that last week's game was at one o'clock because then it was just done and I didn't have to. I didn't have to wait any longer. Just put us on Fox. Or put us on CBS you know at 1 what, o'clock. Kids, if you don't want to watch the Giants, the, the Diamondbacks are playing the Phillies at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never, I don't know if a team has ever gotten flexed out of a, a game so early in the season. This game should have been flexed. Yeah. it's. Uh, I'm going to be watching baseball. I'll be honest with you. Our jerseys are going to be pretty tonight. But that's literally the only thing to look forward to. Uh, we're probably going to lose by like 35 um, I have Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs in fantasy. I don't want to start them, but I will because it's going <laughs> to hate it, but it's going to benefit me tremendously and probably single-handedly win me my week in fantasy. Well, there's that. <laughs> uh, the WNBA, the Aces are up 2 nothing on the Liberty. If they win at 3 o'clock, the game starts at 3. If they win today... The Aces will have closed out the Liberty for the WNBA title. Yeah, talk about anticlimactic, huh? Yeah, you know, the Liberty were the one team that could beat the Aces all year long, and now they get to the playoffs, and they're just, they're not they're not doing it. Well, at least there's one winner in the Darren Waller household. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, how can you go? Uh, so, I, let's talk about the NHL season just started. Yeah, yeah, the, we, I, uh... How'd your Rangers do? They did okay. Like I'm gonna be completely honest, uh, the veteran, not a veteran at all when it comes to hockey. Uh, it's my first year, just for the sake of the podcast. To be honest, uh, following hockey, I was always just like the most casual Rangers fan because my father is. So I was like, all right, that'll be my team. Uh, first game was on uh, Wednesday. Was it Wednesday? Wednesday or Wednesday or Thursday. I don't remember. The days bleed together. They played the Buffalo Sabres, and they won 5-1. to one. I was like, this this sport's easy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into that. And then, so they win that game. Chris Kreider's an absolute beast. Love that guy already. Jersey's on its way. <laughs> uh, and then, last night, they're playing the Columbus Blue Jackets, who I was told were terrible. And I was like, Fantastic. 2-0, here we go. Then they score in 90 seconds, and I'm like, this sport's so easy. Then they almost scored again. The goal was disallowed. Then they almost scored again, and the goal was once again disallowed. And then the Columbus Blue Jackets scored four goals in a row. Uh, Saw my first NHL hat trick. Thanks. Uh, What was his name? 
Yeah, from, I, I'm, I'm still trying to learn Ranger players' names. I'm not going to learn a Columbus Blue Jacket player's name. Hang on. Bear with me, guys. I know this is horrible radio. Uh, Boone Jenner. Boone Jenner. Uh, three goals. <laughs> Scored a hat trick. Well, that's good. You and, know, that's not all that common. So yeah. So then there. So uh, and then going into the third period, they're down four to one, and I find out Columbus Blue Jackets. The goalie was sick. He apparently had the flu, uh, so he got taken out, and they bring in their backup goalie. And there's a little part of me because I guess I'm, you know, I'm still new to the sport. I'm a bit naive. I was like, we got a chance here. We could come back. Uh, they did end up scoring two goals on the guy, but it wasn't enough. And Columbus tacked on another goal after that. So 5-3, Blue Jackets beat the Rangers. So it is what it is. It's a long season, you know. Yeah, the the uh, New York Icelanders, as Steve Summers used to like to say, the Islanders open up their season with a 3-2 win over Buffalo. So that was good. Um yeah, I'm only a casual hockey fan as well. It, to me, the, the speed of scoring in hockey is similar to that of uh, European football, or as we Americans call soccer. Uh, you know, the, it, it, the, to my mind, the difference between hockey and soccer is hockey has better fights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not a lot less rolling around on the floor in agony. <laughs> Right. When they probably should. The ratio of rolling around on the floor in agony well, should be way higher. Well, I guess rolling around on ice is more painful. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's soccer, but on cocaine. Uh, <laughs> That's a pretty good way to put it. Uh, so the Rangers, uh, they play again tomorrow night. Uh, first home game of the young season. They'll have the Coyotes, who are sticking sticking around, I think. I think they just played the Devils and won in a shootout. So, yeah, play the Coyotes uh, tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Looking forward to it. I need something to look forward to sports-wise. Because yeah. Lord knows it's not going to be football. Well, we still got playoff baseball. Okay. So I, basketball is right around the corner, so that's cool. Um, I've never seen the Knicks put together back-to-back successful seasons. Well, so hey. I'm tentatively approaching this, this basketball season. I, the Nets beat the, beat the Team Israel the other night. Yeah. Yeah, what a time to schedule that game, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, they did they did a nice job of it. They they you know did the, the Israeli national anthem, and then there was a bunch of raving of Israeli flags, and then yeah. they called for peace. And Nick Cassiano said another home run, and <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible, John. And the uh, they did a nice job of it. The the Nets beat. The Israeli national team in a big old case of who cares? Yeah, but you know, it was already on the schedule, so they did. They did it. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's just it's gonna. I I'm really hoping that just I mean not only for my mental sanity, but for the sake of the podcast, that uh, the Rangers and Knicks and even the Islanders and Nets are good. So we you know we have some positive sports to talk about once baseball is concluded. Um, yeah, I'm going to continue to follow that really fun Jets defense. Right, well, that's that's true. I keep saying the Jets the Jets will make it. They'll make a run. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but they'll make, they'll be competitive to the end. Well, put it this way, when you we both saw Aaron Rodgers go down for the season after four snaps, I didn't think there'd be anything worth watching there. No. And 
That was short-sighted on my part, folks. I apologize. They do play hard for Salah. They, they play very hard for Salah. Uh, I'm still not ready to give up on the fact that the referee screwed the Jets out of the Chiefs game. They do. But you, but you, but so now it's at the point where it feels like, okay, Zach Wilson is the guy. They're not going to bring anyone else in. They're... He's, oh, but I saw yesterday that Kirk Cousins said he would he would waive his no trade clause. <laughs> yeah, I was Minnesota's thinking, going nowhere fast. No, they're paying him a lot of money. Yeah, Jefferson's on the IR, so he's out for a minimum of four weeks. The yeah, the Vikings aren't going anywhere. They, I was honestly thinking the Falcons would probably be a, a fun spot for him to go because they. Like the Jets seem like a very talented team that just is in desperate need of a legitimate quarterback. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would that would be that would be very interesting to see Zach, um, Aaron Rodgers, Zach Wilson, and Kirk Cousins all in the same quarterback room. Well, maybe you know, just maybe the Jets would wise up and find something else for Zach Wilson to do. <laughs> I know they invested heavily in him as a number two pick, but. Yeah, the returns have not been Time great. Time to cut bait, boys. Yeah, I was funny. Is just there's so like I just I don't understand how they're so bad in the red zone. Like I like they just well at least last week well, like that game should have been a blowout had it not been look had they not been so inept. Let, let's be honest about last week's game. If it weren't for the Jets' running game against a very weak run defense. On Denver, Zach Wilson's numbers would have looked very bad. The whole offense was set up by the running game, and the running game doesn't work against every team. No. No, no. like I said, there's going like to be... tonight, when they go up against that very large Phillies defensive line, the running game's not going to work as well. No, you're right. I just... They're... Uh, it's not going to be pretty. I'm still holding out hope that they... That they, uh, you know, can just at least make it. They get a wild card spot. I feel like that would be nice just for the Jet fans. I want to see them break that curse that they I'm, haven't made. I'm just hoping the Jets are smart enough to run big old burly Delvin Cook up against that <laughs> defensive line so that Brees Hall doesn't get hurt. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's it's gonna be a, it's not gonna be a fun night of New York football. Um, I got. I'm not even gonna be. I'm not even going to be able to watch any football until the Bills-Giants game. Lucky me. There's a week I was totally okay not watching the Giants game. But sure enough, they're playing at 8 o'clock. So I'll be subjected to that. I'll be sitting down. And then, you know, I'll be like... You know, maybe a miracle will occur. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe Brian Dable gets his revenge on the Bills organization. And uh, they don't get blown out by 40 or 50 points. Yeah. So. Well, uh, the good news is they're saying Saquon probably is going to be ready to play. Yeah, that's so smart. That's just brilliant. Let's bring When we have no starting offensive lineman left, that's the week we bring Saquon back. God forbid a game that we're not going to win anyway. He just gets one extra week of rest. And then we bring him and Jones back at the same time. No, let's just keep a seesaw on which one's playing and which one isn't. Because we're just... Because we're pretending they're not cannon fodder. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. 
Because, face it, folks. That if they if they would have sent jo- uh, Daniel Jones out there with no starting offensive lineman when an, and a neck injury, he sh- he I would have told him to sue John Mara. <laughs> like that would have been so negligent. Yeah. Yeah. Poor, poor, poor. Uh, all right, John. I think that's that's about all we got. Uh, we got. Uh, we got Jets and Eagles at 425. Look for the Eagles to win easily. Giants, Bills uh, at 8 o'clock or so. Fun game to be a South Canadian. And uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's really about it. Oh, one more thing. Uh, Carlos Beltran being the Mets manager before we get out of here. Oh, Carl, no. Carlos, no. Carlos Beltran being the... I'm just going to drag you into the misery with oh, me. come on. <laughs> I don't understand why you're so against it. I really don't. I, he's character, lack thereof. I think the players would love him. I I still can't get over it. He was the ringleader of the drum uh, sign stealing program with the Astros in 2017. Not gonna let go of that. Um, there's a lot of good managers out there that need jobs. It looked like Buck is a finalist for the uh, Angels job. That's cool. He's, he's an old guy. He deserves the warm weather. But uh, he, Beltran has ties to the organization. The fan base... You, you're, you seem to be the anomaly here. Because the fan base seems to really like Beltran still. And have fond memories of his time as a player here. He would... I, I think... There's no he, doubt the guy's got... Huge baseball IQ. Uh, it's a tremendous baseball mind. And I feel like he's more... Um, ex- more ex- I don't, There's more- another guy out there with a huge baseball IQ. I don't want Joe Madden. Joe Madden. I don't want Joe Madden. Joe Madden. Joe Madden, I feel like what you see is what you get with Joe Madden. I don't, I just, I don't want anyone else from the Angels organization except for Otani. I don't... <laughs> Eppler's gone. If, what if what if what if the the new loser? I mean, um, <laughs> Stearns goes and gets Craig Council. He's a good. I don't manager. hate. Yeah, I don't hate it. I mean, he's never seen a World Series, but that's not true. He has. He, I think he has a World Series to his name as a player. No, not as a manager though. No. Well, <laughs> hey, he has more World Series than Buck. <laughs> you know, I, let's go back to Buck for a second. I feel so bad for that guy. He built the Arizona Diamondbacks that went and won the World Series right after he left. With Craig Council, yeah. And then he, <laughs> as a player, <laughs> he was he, he, he built up the Yankees. He built up the Yankees, then left. Then they won a World Series. Yeah. He's a very good manager. He just got bad luck. Well, you know, this is what it is, man. <laughs> I'll tell you. Let's, let's talk briefly about uh, our former GM, Billy Epler. Yeah, Billy Epler. Oh, to... there's 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 an investigation that he might not have totally been legit with the way he used the IL list. Him and every other general manager. Um, this has to be for something else, right? This is like when they get a mobster on tax evasion. Like there had to be something else that he yeah, did. Yeah, it's got to be like a Brett Favre. Uh, 
Like, or something like yeah i can't imagine like he's gonna get he's really gonna get in trouble for doing the, the same thing that no, everyone else does no and and all reports were that he was he was in tight with stearns so it's got to be something pretty egregious yeah listen i will always be thankful for billy epler's uh selling of the selling like just selling everybody off halfway through this season Tearing it down. We got some really solid prospects coming up, which either we'll see them play out or we'll trade them for Juan Soto. Either way, it's, you know, it's worth it. Right. Mets are still a large market team, and they still got a ton of money. Do they go after a big ticket item? What's your guess? I would say yes, only because I think Steve Cohen, A, is very competitive. B, he wants to get some goodwill back. From the fan base. After All right. How so, last year is it up. going to be the Japanese phenom pitcher Juan Soto or Otani? All what? of them. No, I'm just kidding. I wish. Uh, they. They. Uh, I think. I think Yoshi's probably the uh, most likely option. I think signing him doesn't deter us from going after Otani, though. Well, what about Yoshi and Soto? No, listen. Either way, either one works. I like I said, I can't. You can't get hung up on prospects going to the Padres in exchange for Juan Soto when he's only twenty-four, and at right. the, you have no idea how well all these prospects are going to turn out. They're lottery tickets. Right. Juan Soto is a proven commodity. Correct. And he's the same age as half of these prospects, so it doesn't. Right. You, you know, I have the only one that's off the table for me with Soto. I've said this is Alvarez. He's the only one. Everyone else is tradable for Beatty, Soto. Beatty imminently tradable if anybody wants him. If Beatty doesn't have a good first, if, Mauricio, I'd like to hold on to. I would too, but I'm not passing on Juan Soto for Mauricio. I think that's just. No, I'm not. Well, there's got to be a scenario in which we can keep him. Hey, how about DJ Stewart straight up for Soto? <laughs> I would give them. I honestly, and I, I know people would hate this, but I would give them. I would give them Little Acuna and Gilbert immediately if that's what they wanted in exchange for Soto. Well, you know, and but pending, he obviously like I would want a long-term extension in place. I'm not trading guys for a, a, a year of one right. Soto. Well, you brought up long-term and. Uh, extension. What do you think the odds are the Mets keep Pete Alonso? I think that could, I, I've, I've told you. I think that gets done in winter. I think he, God, I hope so. You use Matt Olson as the baseline. I, I love that big doofus. I, <laughs> I hope we can see more more Pete Alonso's stupid ads for the next 10 years. I don't... He, you give him 8 years, $250 million. I feel like that should be enough to satisfy both both you know, both parties. Can you imagine the Mets with Pete Alonso and Juan Soto in the same lineup? That'd be fun. Yeah. It'd, it'd be, be fun. It would be kind of like the Braves. We'd win 100 games and then get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. Now you're talking. Uh, Beatty, as, just going back to Beatty, I, I think he's, if he's on the team, if he's on the roster to start next season, I'm giving him 90 days. Before to to show me something. My prediction is Maurizio is going to take over third base, and that's where he's going to stay. It's it's a fair it's a fair guess. I, uh, I like I said, Beatty's Beatty's on such a short leash with with me. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to be one of those guys clamoring for him to be DFA'd. 
No. Two weeks into April. No, but. I'm not either. But I, I think we saw enough of him to realize that he, A, plays a lot better when the pressure's off. And that's my whole thing about prospects. I mean, I heard about Brett Beatty being like our third baseman of the future for three right. years. We got rid of my favorite Matt. And it doesn't always work out that way. Right. Like, for every Alvarez, there's a prep baby. It's just, so if a guy like Soto, you can't let, you can't prospect Kunk with, with Soto. You, if the deal is available, everyone except Alvarez should be on the table. You can't, like, like I, I don't want to be give up as much as the Viento, Padres did Viento's to get him. definitely trade bait. Yeah. Uh, Maurizio, I'd love to try to hold on to, but if it meant getting Soto, man, eh, might do the deal. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got football this afternoon, and uh, I'll be watching baseball tonight. I'll be honest with you, folks. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I fully expect the Phillies to annihilate Arizona, but I, I hope uh, Corbin Carroll and company put up a good fight. Yeah, no, I'm in the same boat. Uh... Back to uh, Aaron Nola. Would you want him? He's a free agent. Yes, I would. <laughs> I don't even have to think about that. Yes, I would. He might even come with a discount. I don't know. I have all out of all of them. I'd probably. I, I'd honestly probably want Nola over Snell, just because like I know what I'm going to get from Aaron Nola. More durable. Yeah. All right. Well, that was. That's. Uh, that's about it. Okay, <laughs> folks. Uh, John, any parting words? Uh, no, I'm just happy that Tyrod Taylor is the quarterback of the Giants this week, so I don't have to hear about Daniel Jones and how much he sucks, despite being held up by bubblegum and duct tape at this point. Uh. <laughs> All right, folks, this is Rex the Rookie thanking you again for listening. Uh, tune in next time for more silliness about New York sports. Carlos Beltran for manager. Boo. <laughs>